Well, welcome back to the Pastors Podcast. Pastor Scott here, and with me today are Nikki Woolsey. That's when you say hello. Oh, hello, everyone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I gave her like, you know, four tips, and I didn't, I didn't give you that one. I didn't give you that one. And Jackie Corral. Hello. Um, what, what you all didn't miss was Nikki was waving. When I said hello, she was like waving, and she was, you know. <laughs> that works for podcasts, I've been told. <laughs> we can feel it. We yes. can feel the wave. Yep. I am so thankful to the two of you for joining me today. Uh, I'm really excited to get to... I'm really excited to get to talk about Claris. Claris Health is going to be the the focus of our conversation, but um, I'm particularly excited to get to just hang out with the two of you. So it doesn't happen enough. It I does know, not. Right? It does not. So, um, I mean, both of you. We were talking about how even before we we hit, re- hit record, just about the the turnover in the church, the number of new people in the church. But both of you have been around for a while. Um, mm-hmm. Nikki, how? How long have you and Chris, your family, been here at Cornerstone? I think it's 12 years. Would that have been exactly one year after the, the merge? merge? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 12 so 12 years. 12 years. Mm-hmm. What, are, what about you, Jackie? Well, Carlos and I started at Shoreline in 2009, and we just wow. hit 12 and a half years just with our discipleship community. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's We're almost at, 15 years. It's a long time. I That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean to date the two Have of you. I been I'm sorry. For that long? <laughs> Come on. Uh, Jackie, Jackie showed up when she was eight, actually. It was, oh, I've heard that. <laughs> it was crazy. My parents just shipped me on a bus and said, go find a church. Go to church. Go to church. <laughs> and I ended up here. She now has a nine-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so... Um, I'm excited to talk about Claire's health, and I know that both of you are um, deeply involved and have been involved for a long time. In uh, Claris is a longtime local partner of ours as a church, and really one of the organizations that helps facilitate our care in the the city. Um, really, a key partner for ours over the years, and so I, I think a number of people that are listening are probably really familiar with Claris, but also a number of people. Um, May not be, but how how are how are each of you involved with Claris, and how long have you been? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> um, well, I have been at Claris. Oh, sorry, this is Nikki Woolsey. Hi, Hi everyone. Nikki. I am the parenting program manager at Claris, and I have been here for 11 years. Wow, you've been on staff with Claris for 11 11 years. years. Wow. Mm-hmm. And what what do you do in the parenting? Yeah, resource coordinator. So as Wait, part was of that, was that what you just said? Par- parenting program. <laughs> Poor parenting program. program. I was like, I was yeah. like, I didn't get it right. <laughs> parenting program. Classic. So that is part of our aftercare, and that is where we support families with children under the age of five with classes and one on ones and material support and case management. Mm. But also the other kind of half of that is our family reunification program, Mm. which is open for anybody who has an open case with child services or maybe who is just at risk of that. Mm. And we're able to provide those services that they need for free, which is really kind of cool. Okay. Can I also say that like 11 years Mm -hmm. in the same spot, like here in West LA, Mm -hmm. in a community that... uh, in serving the community in that way. I think both the community knowledge that you've gained, the mm-hmm. experience that you've gained. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's a, that is a rock in the midst of a really, really transient yeah. part of the city. And so 
I'm so thankful for that. And I look forward to speaking about how that all came about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How how did that come about? Well, it's your fault, Mr. (laughs) Scott Mill. (laughs) So I just think it's a really cool story, actually. And I had, when my kids were born, I was like, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. And it was great. And it was loaves and fishes. I don't know how we did it because Chris was a waiter. But we did. and Those are crazy years. Crazy years. Crazy years. And then it came to a point where both of them were going to be in school full time. And I had sort of a what am I doing with my life kind of a moment. Mm -hmm. And so I started to go back to school to do something completely different. Oh, that's right. And that is when Pastor Scott Mill came into my life and said, hey, I know you're doing something different, but this came up and I thought of you. And it was a really bad time. Chris's father had just passed. We were up for his funeral. Like, it was a bad time. I didn't want to do it. Did not want to do it. But Chris encouraged me, and I thought about it, and I was like, okay. And he helped me fill out my application and everything, and it was basically all this to say it was it was totally God that mm. brought me here. Mm. That's so cool. Because I can't imagine doing anything else. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean that, that's how I feel. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. now in resume, 11 years later, like, you were – you're made for this. Yeah, mm, it's just an incredible bit. gift, and to what that's such a, a hopeful piece. I think for a lot of people mm-hmm. that feel that at all sorts of different stages in life, yeah. right? Like what am I? Like the Lord's obvious, oftentimes working in all sorts of ways that we don't we yeah. don't see. And you probably have it. different plans, but <laughs> just be prepared. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Um, I mean, as we're as we're. Uh, Preparing for college in my household. I, I keep repeating that over and over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what, what, what should I major in? What? And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'll tell you how this. No, yeah, I'll tell you how this <laughs> how this pans out. Totally. Uh, more often than not, uh, the Lord's 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 got you. Lord's got you. I'm keep repeating that. Um, so, Jackie, what's what's your role at Claire? You're not on staff with Claire's. I'm not on staff. I tried to be a couple times. <laughs> oh, and it that's didn't right. Work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Even Nikki knows that story. Um, so, I am the current sitting chair of the board of directors. Madam at President is what I like to call her. <laughs> she does. <laughs> I'm in my first year as the uh, the president, my third year on the board of directors mm-hmm. right now. Um, my I came to Claris. It wasn't Scott's fault. It was Lara's <laughs> fault. Ah, so it's the Mel family. It's that's Mel who's family. to blame. Oh, for this. It's the, the gateway <laughs> yeah. family. Um, I first learned about Claris when Lara shared about it mm. at Cornerstone mm. when she started volunteering. So oh I can't goodness. date that. I was actually going to ask you to date that's that because it predates time. your involvement. It does with predate Claire's. my involvement. It predates our kid. Well, it the predates kids? our kids. Wow. Um, at the very least, maybe we had Harper, but it predates Addison, who's turning 16 this weekend, by the way. Sweet 16. We got oh a big sweet God. 16 going on. Oh, my goodness. Um, anyways, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm easily distractible today. Uh, <laughs> Memory lane. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. The, um, but it was pre-Addison, so it's been over yeah. 16 years that she, yeah. First, she got involved. First got so involved. I, she, we were definitely at Cornerstone mm-hmm. at that point. Wouldn't yeah. have been Shoreline, but I mean, it had to have been... Ten, at least 10, ten years, years ago. ago. At least mm. 10. I, I, was, I should look through emails and figure, figure out that wow. history. But So I learned and immediately basically went to a volunteer training. I was mm. like, how do I get involved? And I weaseled my way in in a lot of different ways. Mm. Um, I was in marketing at the time at a corporate right. job with graphic design. And so I started mm. helping with that. And then I felt 
really called to support the reality check program Mm -hmm. because I had been involved in youth leadership and development programs up through college Mm -hmm. and hearing that there was, I mean, like a, not a, not a Christian application of that, but a a whole person application of mindfulness and intentionality with our bodies, our choices, Mm. our relationships. That Mm. was the chunk that had been missing Mm. in what I had been involved with, which had taken a really hard left turn in a lot of different ways. And, um, to the point where I remember thinking, I don't think I can put my kids through this program. Like, it's just not what it was when I started. And it's missing this core, like personhood Mm. and dignity of personhood from a really young age component. And I remember hearing about reality check and thinking that sounds right. And so that was Mm. the first job that I went out for was the reality check Mm. director, Mm -hmm. manager position. And Carlos and I weren't able to make the salary work, unfortunately, Mm. because we had school loans and everything else you do at 23, Mm -hmm. 24 years old. And then uh, I think at some other point, there was an executive director opening that I was not qualified for, but (laughs) Rick or somebody sat down in an interview very graciously. And we all realized she's, (laughs) <laughs> not right for this. But I stayed involved. I think I joined the marketing committee with the board as just a lay member or mm-hmm. a you know community member. Oh, at least seven or eight years ago. Yeah. So it's been a long time. And mm-hmm. I helped I've helped with graphic design for a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. I, there's like 2012 gala invites in my Dropbox right now. <laughs> wow. You know, like it's it's been a while. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Talitha cannot shake me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um so I think this background's super helpful. Um, I think for some people listening, we we provided the opportunity to get to know the two of you, but they they may still be like, okay, so what what is Claris? Yeah. Like, what, what do they do? Right, we, we dropped a few things like, like terms. yeah, like re- reality check things like that. Um, what what does Claris Health do? That's a great question. I'm so glad you asked. Well, at Claris, we provide medical, mental health, and support services to individuals and then their families with kids under the age of five. So what that looks like is we have a number of before services. We have our medical clinics. We have our mobile medical unit. We have a number of during services. So during whatever it is that they're... um, that they're coming in for, being seen for. And then we have our after services, which is where, um, that's where I come in. (laughs) So uh, in a lot of different ways, and I love how, Jackie, you were bringing up the holistic support, because I think that's what makes us so unique, Mm -hmm. is that, you know, usually you go see your doctor, you spend... I don't know, 30 seconds with them, and then they're, they're out. But when you come to our clinics, people are actually seen and they're seen as a whole person they get to meet with a patient advocate who functions as a case manager and that person gets them connected to whatever their needs are whether it's housing or employment or domestic violence services or mental health services so we can get them connected to everything because they're not they may be coming in for one thing but they have they're a whole person and they have a number of needs and in our city we know. We see that there's a lot of need. So it's kind of cool to be able to step into that and provide that really holistic support. Yeah. Okay. So I I want to ask a question maybe to take that uh, a bit more specific. So we're, Claire's provides all these different uh, services, medical services, um, mental health services, uh, even some and support services. Um, the I think the primary target of Claris, right, is those facing unintended pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like how does that fit in 
is that an exclusive right thing that that yeah i mean how, how do how do these medical services connect to those that are facing pregnancy and navigating through and may, maybe it's not even an unintended pregnancy it'll just um navigating through their pregnancy decisions. Yeah. I mean, I think that there are a lot of um, places around our country, around our city, whatever, that will kind of um, kind of push you into a way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And so you can kind of roll along with that. And I think at, at Claris, again, what makes us unique is we really strive to be a non-judgmental place where we can come alongside someone who is in a variety of decision-making stages and to be there for her no matter what she mm -hmm. chooses and be there for her family no matter what. So it it really does come down to that no matter what type thinking right. um, because they are their own person. Mm. And how are we going to love them well if we're pushing them in one way or the other or trying to, you know – make make things happen yeah i mean and this i mean this is related to like <clears throat> to me the we've been talking about the image of god mm -hmm. we've been talking about on sunday the ways in which um the like a pregnant woman is an image bearer herself right and bears an image bearer inside of her yep. and so that's uniquely complex mm -hmm. she's an image bearer herself and therefore deserves the dignity yeah. of not being coerced yeah. of not being um uh for in in any direction right right, right? Exactly. and i think the oftentimes our world is very coercive mm -hmm. right and the services in our world are are very coercive mm -hmm. I, I think the temptation can be for us as christians is to respond to that coercion with coercion yeah mm. as opposed to mm. the recognition of the imago day mm -hmm. um in those that are making these decisions that mm -hmm. are making hard decisions and helping them and supporting them and, and showing them, um, the, the support and the beauty and the image of God, both in themselves and, uh, yeah, Lord, Lord willing in, in their child. Um, I think there's definitely a coercive faction for sure in our world that's trying to drive agendas, mm. um, step outside the bounds of any kinds of moral questioning right yeah. they're trying to we're 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 post moral somehow yeah, on yeah. some of these these things um but i think there's also the woman in the family who's just confused yeah mm. maybe she's not steeped in that you know mm -hmm. agenda driven dialogue she just doesn't know what to do like, mm. this is this is the gal who's maybe a college student or might be an immigrant she might be new to the country mm -hmm. um new to our city and just doesn't know where to turn and hasn't made a decision and would much prefer to carry that child into the world, but doesn't know how she's going to do it. Yeah. And that I think is the beauty of Claris in saying like, we strive to bring clarity and the hope and possibility for brighter futures for anyone facing an unintended pregnancy, whether it's before that happens and you're a high school student with your whole future ahead of you, or it's in the midst of those, I mean, it's weeks. It's so, it's like this intense, and we've both carried children, you've expected yeah. children. Yeah. It's a very intense several weeks. It's a yeah. very small window where we have, by the grace of God, the opportunity to catch some women mm. in this tiny sliver of the window of their life. And then what happens after that decision is made? What mm. kind of resources and support is there for that woman, regardless of that choice yeah. that she's made, mm. 
without judgment, without extra burden, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think another challenge is our city is huge. Mm -hmm. We have this massive city and there are a ton of resources available. Mm -hmm. There are funded programs all over the place, but navigating that system and accessing those resources, whether it's due to transportation, childcare for existing children. There's Mm -hmm. all of these barriers to entry that allow people to access the systems that they actually have the, the opportunity is there. And so Claris being a place that says, you know what, we're going to just hold your hand. Yeah. We're going to hold your hand through that process. We're going to shine light on all of these dark places that a, other people don't want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. This should be challenging. This mm-hmm. should be a hard decision, right? Mm-hmm. Like anybody mm-hmm. that tells you it's not has either not gone through it or they just have their eyes closed. Mm-hmm. This should be really challenging, whether it's a yes or mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever your decision mm-hmm. is saying yes to caring a child is a hard thing. Yeah. You're stepping, especially if you've got, you know, you're struggling with resources. There are challenges mm-hmm. there. And so to know that they, you've got this team of advocates behind you who want what is best for you, mm-hmm. right? They're only thinking about your best interest and you as a person. And then everyone that ripples out to that child, that partner, that family, those grandparents, it goes out and out and recognizing that the interconnectedness of that, like those are all image bearers too, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And and bringing that clarity and streamlining those resources. To me, that's a vision mm-hmm. for a really hopeful future mm-hmm. for families in our city. Mm-hmm. I think right? you bring up a great point too, in that she is a person. She's a whole person. She is not a polarized political pawn. You know, no. she's yeah. she's not somebody to just pick sides with she's an actual human being faced with a very difficult uh choice no matter what Mm -hmm. you know no matter what and so to have people that can come alongside her i think is a very um freeing Mm -hmm. as opposed to feeling trapped and a lot of these other places where many of these women and families are sent to are medical clinics and that's it Mm -hmm. there's no other care support cross organizational resource connections and then there's definitely no aftercare there's no counseling there's no therapy there's no parenting classes right there's the, how is that looking out for their long-term best interest mm-hmm. even if they make a decision to not proceed without pregnancy which lord willing that's very rarely the case but if that happens goodbye here's mm-hmm. your medication good luck good. maybe maybe you'll get a post op mm-hmm. maybe Right. Whereas at Claris, we've got people who actually care about you because you just went through trauma, mm-hmm. mm. like real life trauma happened to you. And we see it and we see you mm. and we're going to meet you even there because we're willing to go into those dark places. And I think that's where the church is so beautifully woven into this, because mm. that's what that's why we're here. Right. Yeah. That's why the church exists, to bring the Lord's light to a dark world. Mm. And Claris is just this really cool arm of that. In, in some way, you know, they are, mm. we are a vehicle in the way that the church is the vehicle of bringing light to these awful and dark places that yeah. the other side of heaven, none of this is going to be necessary. Yeah, yeah. Like we, we want to work ourselves out of a job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. You, you know, it's really, it is really powerful to hear both of you speak about this, to be reminded of it. I think there's a tendency in me, I think maybe a tendency in a lot of us too, when it comes to organizations, when it comes to partners, to um, to place our focus on programs, mm. right? Like, okay, well, well, what are the programs? Like, what are mm-hmm. the things that we do? And, and those programs are good. Like, they they serve people. They they provide the opportunity. And and we and we could talk about uh, post adoption support. We could talk about parenting support. We could talk about like on the on the uh, support side. We could talk about post abortion support, right? We could talk about these different programs. And I think sometimes those are the things that come to my mind. 
but any any like organization can put on programs and i think this is oftentimes what even even well-intentioned mm-hmm. uh like governmental programs kind of devolve into they do into the putting on of programs mm-hmm. but our what we believe about the theo- about the uh about the imago day about the image of god in every person um helps us see that the goal isn't the program right that the program's just a tool just and a tool. it's and it's only it's only important to the extent it's a helpful tool, but what's important is the community. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what's important are these relationships, the, the people who see people, people who will walk with people. And, and you know, I, I, I want to describe it in discrete, like, okay, well, we have, you know, this parenting program and we have this support program. And, and, and Nikki's like, well, that, but that's just me and the people that are, I'm working with, mm-hmm. walking with women through inevitably all sorts of both parenting and post-abortion support at the same time, mm-hmm. both parenting and mm-hmm. decisions, both uh, parenting and homelessness, yeah. both mm-hmm. uh, uh, dealing with domestic violence and trauma, like all wrapped mm-hmm. up because people's struggles and their lives don't stay in the nice, neat categories that we people can put our programs are messy. in. It's, oh, it's we almost like love messy say. people. Got the plug. <laughs> But anyways, it's it's just such a powerful reminder, um, as you both described that. That's something, uh, you know, it's interesting being on the board of directors because Mm -hmm. we're not on the ground every day with the staff. And I I don't get to see clients very often, right? And the few times I've been able to, I'm like, oh, this feels great. I wish I could be here more. And I get to see Nikki just shine and light everyone up. Like, (laughs) it's whenever I'm at events and things and I hear from past clients, I mean – at least 80% of the time, Nikki's name comes up. Like, mm. oh, I got connected with Nikki. I've done this with Nikki. Thank God for Nikki. Mm. Right. And I mean, like, and so on the board level, when you're at 30,000 feet and you're thinking, oh, thank God he put Nikki there. Mm. Right. Thank God he put Stacy there. Thank God mm-hmm. he put Talitha there. Like, mm-hmm. you can see his hand all over this because you get to zoom out. Yeah. And a question that we're often asking is, you know, he, budget stuff, right? There's like the bo- the boring, yeah, but yeah, yeah. very important side <laughs> of, mm-hmm. of managing something like this. And you're seeing numbers and you hear like, oh, if, if we had this many more dollars, we could start this program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can do this other thing. And that's a question that we often, we often have is yeah. tell us about the people. Mm. How many people can we reach with that? And then the other side of the coin is, and how's your staff doing, mm-hmm. right? Those people <laughs> at Claire's who are caring for other people. Those image bearers as those well. Those image bearers <laughs> as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, and asking our CEO, Talitha, and yeah. she's our connection, and, and really being concerned for and, and praying regularly for the people mm-hmm. doing that work as image bearers because we see you. Like we see that this is not transactional. And it's not just a job. I think that's another thing that's really unique about mm. nonprofit work and mission-driven work mm. is those lines can blur, right? Yeah. And I'm sure that the temptation to even say, like, it's hard to clock out. Mm-hmm. It's hard to clock out from jobs like this. And when you mentioned earlier, people don't stay in profit jobs for 11 right. years, yeah, let yeah, alone yeah. nonprofit. I yeah, mean, the yeah. turnover rate in nonprofit's insane. Yeah. So the fact that there are key members of the Clara staff who clients can walk with and know, mm. when I walk in next week, who knows whose face I'm going to see? Mm-hmm. I think that happens at a lot of organizations mm-hmm. where you don't get that human connection because the turnover is just too high. Mm. So I think the stability that God has gifted 
so much of Claris with it. It's still a nonprofit. There's still mm-hmm. challenges and turnover in, in different ways, but there's key folks who are there who God is is using in really remarkable ways to reach so many more people than we'd be able to if every six months you'd totally. have a different person in the door. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we we may have talked about this a little bit. And so you can uh you can just refer me back if pass, if they've done it in your past if you want to. Pass. But I I'm I'm curious as to how you would answer what excites you most about what's going on at Claris mm-hmm. right now. And for for the record, I I don't mean to suggest something new. It could be something new, but like the thing that excites you the most doesn't have to be mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. new. But I, I'm just curious as to what is particularly exciting to each of you right now in the life of Claris. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I'm always excited about something. I think, um, I don't know, this week? Yeah, yeah, this week, right now, yeah. What's incredible to me, I mean, I I think one of the things that makes me the most sad about Los Angeles is that we're a very transitory community, and so there's not a lot of longevity to people being here. Mm -hmm. And so... What I see is a lot of, at least the people in my parenting program, they don't have a community of support. Mm. They don't have family, maybe even in this country. They don't have friends that they can count on. They don't have, you know, that those fallback positions that so many of us have. And so what always and forever excites me is being able to be that person. I don't I don't mm. care if I only see you one day a week. Mm. I'm going to let you know I believe mm. in you and I'm here for you and I don't care if you don't have a family or friends like please know that you can count on me. Mm. And so this week how that particular thing excites me is you know we are partnering with um different churches around our city uh this month and it's it's cool to see different groups step in to that role as well. Mm. Because you know, th- there needs to be a community of support, not just a Nikki of support or a mm. Talitha of support or a Stacy of support, but there needs to be a community of support. And so that's what really excites me because I see how it it does excite other people and how that is so meaningful to our clients when they have that support. Uh, and they love so that. Cool. It's really special. Cool. I think for me, it's a little broader mm-hmm. because I'm not on the ground uh with everybody. And what comes to mind is like for such a time as this, Mm. like it feels like given the landscape we're in right now, Mm. God chose 40 something years ago to plop Claris here for such a time as this. Mm. And I am really hopeful. Mm. I am really hopeful for the pendulum swing that we're on right now as a country mm-hmm. and how hard things feel like they're going mm-hmm. in um, in the dialogue around a lot of these challenges and these, I'm not going to call it issues. These are people facing mm-hmm. really hard things, but it's being legislated and is, mm-hmm. you know, that's a whole other conversation. But I think there's a lot of fear right now on mm-hmm. all sides of this. Mm-hmm. People are just really scared. They're scared about their personal autonomy and rights and freedom to choose things or not choose things and their neighbors and judgment. There's just fear. Mm. And that's not what motivates us. Yeah. We're not motivated by that. And we're here and we're primed and we're ready to receive people who are just confused and fearful and scared and flocking here for different reasons mm. where 
And there's some irony in that because yeah. I think you would expect a state like California, yeah. one of the most progressive states mm. with a really interesting array of resources available and not available yeah. and funded and not funded. I don't mean to be you know, mm. obtuse about it, but it's, it's fascinating that for such a time as this, we're set up and ready to go. Yeah. And we're ready to receive the people who might think that they've got their mind made up. Mm. They might think that they do but they need a little bit of help. They need a little support. And mm. it's like one person. And I'm, it's, um, I can't remember Scott, if it was you or, or Brian preaching recently talking about, you know, Jesus leaving, leaving mm. the 99 to grab mm. the one like that is Claris to me. It's just yeah. the one I'm not yeah. trying to convince the entire state of California yeah, yeah. to show up and parent children. Yeah. Right. God yeah. has one person ready to bring through our doors today and another one to bring through tomorrow. And that's a victory, mm. right? Each one of those is a salvation and a victory. And even no matter what her decision is, mm -hmm. right? That woman being met and seen where she's at, she's yeah. a victory too. Mm. Yeah. That's so exciting. I, I love that. And I think it, it to me echoes the way in which um, we see and have, have always seen Claris and it, these key partners like this locally as in many ways extensions mm. of the local church as organizations that are doing their own work. That's not a church ministry. It's not even a like technically a Christian organization mm -hmm. in that sense. Um, but as ones that are doing work and doing the, the work that the Lord has called us to in the city and providing opportunities for the church to uh, be engaged and to live that out, I think oftentimes it opens up doors, uh, even for all of us to to live that out in ways we wouldn't have the opportunity to, right? Yeah. In ways the people in our city uh, wouldn't turn to the church doors for help, mm -hmm. right? But would reach out to an organization like Claris and receive that kind of community and that, that kind of help. I mean, how do you see? Claris and particularly Cornerstone. I mean, both of you being here at Cornerstone for a long time, you've seen us partner with Claris in a number of different ways. You both have gotten involved, obviously, deeply. But what's what's your hope for how we as a church family will continue to um, partner together and live out that that call in our city together? I, we didn't mention at the top that we have two clinics, two medical clinics, one in West LA and one in Linwood, serving the South LA area. And then our resource center is on the campus yes. at Cornerstone here. Nikki's office is here. And so there's a very real mm -hmm. <laughs> service. There's yes. a real partnership yeah, yeah. there mm -hmm. um, in the ways that Cornerstone supports, supports Claire's. The thing that I have been... Take, taking this role mm. as board chair, as Scott knows, as he was also board chair a couple generations ago. <laughs> People don't know. So we've got a whole history here. Yeah. Um, it's humbling. Mm. It's really humbling to step into a space where I feel like, God, what? Where are you thinking with this one? Mm. Right? I know what you're thinking with Nikki, but mm. <laughs> we're thinking here. <laughs> I feel like, sure. Mm. And it just, it's, it's a lot to feel ill-equipped but eager in faithfulness, mm. right? Where it's like, if it's a calling, all I can do is show up and be faithful. And so in that humility, I have been driven to prayer mm. daily. Mm. Just Lord, give us the wisdom we need to make it through one more day, one more quarter, one more season. Um, and I have been blessed by the power of that in the last six, six months, especially both mm. praying actively myself um, and very 
in a real ways asking for prayer from other people. I've mm-hmm. it, God is teaching me so much about that communion with that communion with Him, mm-hmm. um, and how mm-hmm. He meets us there and He answers those prayers in really unique ways. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a peace and a hope and a calmness that I feel. And so when it comes to the church partnership, I mean, I cannot undersell the power of. 900 people, you know what I mean? How many people come through our doors on a monthly basis, actively praying for Claris and our work in the city and for our city and the women and men facing these challenges in our city. I mean, I couldn't put a dollar on that. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's always tough to talk about support and fundraising because Mm -hmm. you don't want to lose that thread of people Mm -hmm. in the mission because Mm -hmm. then it becomes about programs. Right. And we try to do that sometimes. If you give $250, that takes care of one, one woman's visit, you know, because people need something to wrap their heads around. Mm -hmm. It's hard to like fund a person, but it's almost less important to me. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really that we are here appealing to a loving God who wants to care for us and mm-hmm. help us care for other people is so much more valuable even than it, any dollar someone could give or the val- volunteer hours they could show up with. Yeah, totally. I, I just want to emphasize that and mm-hmm. even get more specific. Just, you know, it it is can be difficult to do this work. You know, there's a lot of heaviness that we're mm-hmm. coming up against every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of really hard stories and situations to walk through. And so I will say, you know, just praying for the the boots on the ground and and those people because it it can be an industry and a place of, you know, burnout and um you know, why am I even doing this? I could be doing something else. We're in LA, right? Um so just praying for those people with the boots on the ground that they would um, you know, find times of rejuvenation and, um, you know, strength to kind of carry on as that, you know, solid. And you never know if you're the next staff member. Like there's so many things that if if someone is listening to this or hears about us on Sunday morning and feels that twinge of, I want to learn more about that. Just be open. Just be open to what that partnership could be. I'm so glad you asked, Jackie, because guess what (laughs) I do? Once a month, everyone, I run a volunteer information night. And it's via Zoom. And it's so easy to come to a Zoom. And it's like 7 o'clock. It's after work. It's so easy. So if you are ever interested in getting involved and you don't even know what way, I will tell you all the ways. Mm. So you can reach out. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So actually, I, I want to – so if people are like, I, I'd like to learn more. I'd mm-hmm. like to potentially help in some way. And I guess I would say this too. I think by help, you, you really mean that there's a diverse – array of opportunities. Yeah. Right. That you don't have to be the one teaching a parenting class right. to be able to help out um, both on the the back end organizational mm-hmm. side and on the the front end meeting and, and walking with people side. Um, if people wanted to learn more is what what's what's the practical step you want to give them? I'm so glad you asked. So yeah, anybody can email me. My email is Nikki, that's N as in Nancy, I-K-I at clarishealth.org. Um, or you can just find me. <laughs> but um, like I said, once a month, I'm offering those opportunities. And again, it's just a great way to find out about everything that we do and all the different ways that you could get involved. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I mean, e- even when you're here on a Sunday, if you mm-hmm. connect with Nikki and, and just check out our the, yeah. the resource center here Come on, on campus. Well, yeah, yeah. You'll find my toys. children up there stealing snacks. <laughs> oh, I'm going to check the budget. Yep, yep. Uh, Why is the snack expense snack so high? Stealers. <laughs> Well, and and that's one of the things that really excites me is more and more people getting involved and getting connected because of the ways in which I think oftentimes people, especially people in our church, like they don't know where to start. They're mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't know how to help. These 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 needs are so huge, and even the needs in an individual person's life are so complex. Yep. Right. They're like I I don't know where to start. I don't know what I could do, and um. Claris is set up to help you identify and find out what you can do, the ways that you can contribute. And so I I would encourage you if you're even just saying, well, I don't know, that, that's interesting. Reach out to Nikki. Yeah. Love to get you involved, get you connected. And please be praying for uh, our staff, mm-hmm. for Claris's clients, for those that um, – do and will walk through the doors for the board and leadership for mm-hmm. wisdom um, and that the Lord would continue to to bless and continue to strengthen because this um, this organization is such a uh, such a unique light in our city mm-hmm. and it really is I mean I just I feel such an incredible privilege uh, both throughout my life and even just in the ways we are now to get the opportunity to privilege to to partner with Clarice. So um thank you both for thank you. Thank you for the time. But even more than that, thank you so much for what you do, how you make this possible and the ways in which the two of you are such a powerful extension of our church body into our city in these ways. I'm gonna salute Madam President right now. And I'm gonna bow down to Queen Nikki. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks again. Thanks for the time. And thank you all for listening. I hope that uh, this has been helpful for you. I would love to just encourage you to get connected, uh, to learn a little bit more about Claris if you don't already, uh, find out how you might be involved as well. Um, Thanks for listening. We love you. And we'll see you on Sunday.